are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, Sun Devil fans, to a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Again, we are going to be without Richie Bradshaw for this episode, but we are expecting him back tomorrow, so hopefully we'll have him for the rest of this week. But a lot to talk about for this game, or I I shouldn't say the game, but we have several games of ASU basketball to discuss. They were at the Battle for Atlantis tournament and unfortunately went winless. And a lot of different stories that we can take from each of those games. Unfortunately, not many of those were good. We're also going to be talking about Chip Trainum, who has unfortunately decided to enter the transfer portal. We'll talk about the, the reasons as to why that could be and what ASU uh, essentially is going to have to do if he decides to leave this team, finding another place elsewhere. Uh, then lastly, we're going to talk about but the potential of getting Spencer Rattler on the ASU Sun Devils. Rich and I had kind of talked about this topic. Uh, it's kind of a fun idea just a few weeks ago, but he's officially entered the transfer portal now. So we'll talk about uh, ASU being a potential landing spot for him. But thank you so much for making Locked On Sun Devils your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode is also brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the ultimate wireless home sound system, a whole house Wi-Fi network that fills your home with brilliant sound room by room. Sonos, help the world listen better. We talk about on every single podcast. We are on Twitter. Make sure to follow us. You can find me at Cedrios and normally you can find my co-host who's with me on the podcast, but he is Richie Bradshaw. You can find him at Richie Brads with a Z 36. We also have a Twitter page for the Locked on Sun Devils, which is going to be at LO underscore Sun Devils. Content that comes out Monday through Friday is going to be very basketball heavy uh, over the next few weeks as they decide, or I shouldn't say decide, but as they enter their Pac-12 conference play. Uh, but we have content that comes out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or the Odyssey app, or wherever else you get your podcast. Now, the Battle for Atlantis was a tournament that ASU was in. They played three games overall. First game was up against the defending championship, Baylor Bears. Didn't necessarily feel great about that one going into the game, but they actually hung with Baylor for most of the first half, which was a little surprising. Uh, But unfortunately, that was kind of the start of a trend, uh, at least through these last three games, that ASU would start off pretty hot, or I I should say they played almost like lackluster basketball, and they weren't able to capitalize on shots here, mistakes here and there. But ultimately, they played their opponent close until the last few minutes of that first half, and they absolutely just let Baylor stomp all over them in the second half, just never really, never really felt like it was coming back in their favor. So... They did the same thing uh, again against the Syracuse Orange. For the final six minutes of that game, the Sun Devils had collapsed again and gave up an 18-2 run that the Orange put when they essentially put the game out of reach. 18-2. I I understand, like, basketball really feels like a a momentum sport, for sure, more than almost any other sport. Where you can go on that kind of a run, that is just absolutely demoralizing. But D.J. Horn was the primary source of offense again for ASU. Uh, through much of that night, he added on his six three-pointers made against Baylor with another four uh, to extend what he had 10, essentially, through two games. Both Marion Jackson and Luther Muhammad had a much better second half uh, than they did against Baylor and scored 29 points between them. Kamani Lawrence also had a bounce-back night where he had a double-double with 11 points and 13 rebounds, so 
Definitely nice to have Kamani Lawrence playing well back in your lineup, which the offense I feel like is going to come and go through Kamani. You might be able to put up some points here and there, but if you don't have Kamani scoring for you, uh, it's going to be hard to win a lot of basketball games. For game three, they found themselves down against Loyola Chicago, and they fell to them 77-59. to They essentially have played now three games in three nights, and the Sun Devils are losers of three straight in that tournament, four overall, including the game against San Diego State. Bobby Hurley was quoted saying that we need to find ourselves again, saying that this team does not have an identity. And I got to agree, it's kind of true. We had talked about their defense potentially being an an identity for them, but it just seems to come in spurts. It's not consistent enough. And I understand they're not going to play as well as they possibly can on defense every single possession that they have. It's just, it's not going to happen, but it's happening too up and down in every single game that I'm not sure it's something they can consistently rely upon going forward. Jay Heath was able to provide some nice additional scoring for this team coming off the bench. Uh, Heath led the team with 16 points against Loyola. Nice little breakout game for the college, or I should say Boston College transfer, uh, who had began the season on the COVID-19 exempt list. But at times this season, it's appeared as if the Sun Devils were almost the victim of hot shooting nights from their opponents. And it it definitely feels like that can happen. But until you actually look at the numbers, uh, that's just a feeling, right? What you see on the court versus what's actually happening may not exactly line up. But through seven games, the sample size is at least large enough to indicate that the large share, or at least the attribution, uh, should be directed towards the Sun Devils defense. As an example, while there have been some nice moments, uh, their overall defense has not played very well. So the Ramblers had shot 12-26 from the three-point range, uh, and essentially 50% overall from the four. Their center, Jacob Hudson, posted a new career high with 26 points and shot three for three on his attempts beyond the arc as well. A center going three for three beyond the arc. Again, feels like a little bit more demoralizing for a center to shoot that well, but that is what it is. So the night after, Luther Muhammad and Marion Jackson had combined for 29 points. Neither uh, neither player had reached double-digit figures against Loyola, which is definitely disappointing. So from what Hurley has seen during the preseason, this is kind of on the low end for potential scoring, I would say. At least from their, their backcourt pair. Uh, very up and down so far. But outside of those dress rehearsal games that they have played in the game against Syracuse, neither player have really clicked in the offense so far this season. So ASU now has a chance to go on, or I should say they have a chance to to find that identity that Bobby Hurley was talking about, get on the same page in their first conference matchup of the season against Washington State at home this upcoming Wednesday. So ASU has already dug themselves in a hole. Currently, they sit third to last uh, in the Pac-12 overall. They're two and five so far this season, only behind, uh, or I should say only in front of Oregon State and in front of Stanford, but they sit at four and three overall. Uh, they are 0-1 in the conference who played a game against the Colorado Buffaloes. So the Pac-12 conference schedule, or I should say the standings, is actually already starting to take effect because without that loss to Colorado, uh, Arizona State would be second to last in the Pac-12 so far. Going up against Washington State now, they've been pretty solid so far this season. They're 5-1, and one, haven't played anybody in their conference just yet. They do get Washington State at home, which will be at least nice. But uh, until they can find out what that identity is and then get some momentum going their way, I, I just don't feel very good about this team. Normally, those those games before you enter the conference play ideally are, are kind of like a, a way to puff up your record a little bit. Totally understanding that nothing really matters until you hit these conference games. 
They could have lost all these games. They could be 0-7 right now. And as long as they are winning their conference games, that's really all that matters. But for ASU to play the way they have so far, they had a lot of new faces coming into the season. There was at least some potential for what it, what is the unknown? What does that look like for this team? But so far, it's not clicking at all for the Sun Devils. We'll see how they can bounce back. Ideally, we're talking a little bit differently about this team after Washington State. They're just they're really not playing many teams close for both halves, I should say. Sometimes they look good for one half and just not the other. So until they can put together an entire game, we're going to be saying a lot of the same things about this Sun Devils basketball team. Stick with us for the second segment. We're going to be talking about Chip Traynum and his decision to enter the transfer portal. What does that mean for him? And what does that mean for the Sun Devils team? You're listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your own business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your finances, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this and I know you will too. Price Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy and they offer more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power 5, as well as mid-major players you might not have ever even heard of. PrizePix offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. Here's how it works. Just be sure to use that promo code Locked On, and any user that uses this code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You can pick 2-5 to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Price Picks allows mixed sports entries, so you can take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes in the exact same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out PricePicks.com and use that promo code Locked On, or go to your App Store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. We're back for our second segment of a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Thunderbolts podcast, talking about some unfortunate news. Chip Traynum has decided to enter the transfer portal, transfer portal going into the 2022 season. So what does this mean? Chip is more than likely going to leave the Sun Devils. He has to find somewhere he's going to want to go. There could be many reasons why that's going to happen. I, I think there is a chance he comes back, but for a previous four-star recruit who has played well, um, He's been a little bit banged up so far through two seasons. Uh, had, I don't want to call them major fumble issues, but it's just been a thing. I, I think he's still incredibly talented and is, is going to be he's going to be very coveted going into this next season. So that doesn't leave ASU without running backs on the roster. It just leaves them without their top two from the 2021 season. So Rashad White will be leaving. He's entering the NFL draft. 
And Chip Traynham, who is currently a sophomore, is transferring, as I had mentioned. That leaves them with redshirt freshman Daniel Nagata potentially as their top back. Other guys currently on the roster are Deontay Elliott, Jackson Key, and George Hart. The thing about those three guys is, or the last three I mentioned, I should say, is they never really saw the field very much. So it's not so much that just because we have the bodies does not mean Chip's potentially not going to get the work. I think it was very much going to be Chip Traynham's backfield with Daniel Nagata getting more work than he had this season playing a little, a little bit more of that chip role going into 2022. I, I, I'm just curious what his line of thinking going into it was. Um, does he feel like there is not much of a future for this team? Is he going to be the starter? More than likely, yes, unless something crazy happened. Chip was going to be the starter of the Sun Devils in the 2022 season. Uh, it was going to be his backfield and a lot of touches with it. So it's not so much that I feel like it was a shortage of workload. Regardless of Tevin White, the incoming rookie who we'll talk about in just a little bit. But with all the, the seniors leaving this team, with guys like Chip Traynham, one of your better players, entering the transfer portal, unfortunately, I think that is a sign to come of many, 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 many Sun Devils entering the transfer portal this upcoming season. I'm not talking about like 10, 10 plus, but if you start losing some other key players via the transfer portal, that's not going to be a very good look. And for only having five commits from the 2022 uh, roster coming on this season, they better have some very good depth on this team right now. Um, Her members was quoted, and I might have even mentioned this on the podcast yesterday, but he talked about come Monday, come Monday after the game, which was essentially yesterday, uh, he was going to be looking at the transfer portal, looking at potential students to bring into the building. So I expect, at least at the running back position, I would not be surprised if they try to go get a little bit more depth, more playable depth than what they might consider Elliot, he, or Hart to be. Uh, but who knows? Uh, some of those kids were a little bit younger as redshirt freshmen. Um, actually, I take that back. I think Jackson, he is a senior now that I think about it. But if they don't really love Elliot or Hart, maybe, maybe they bring somebody else in through the transfer portal to be able to back up um, Nagata and Tevin White. So Tevin White is going to be a four-star recruit coming into the season. Uh, he's like 6'1", 200, if my memory serves me right. He could be the starter coming into the season, depending on what they think of Nagata. But Nagata was very solid. So I, I don't know if I see, as it is right now, without Chip Traynham on this team, if it's Daniel Nagata and Tevin White, I, I think I see a little bit more of a split uh, workload, uh, unless Tevin White just doesn't seem to be able to go uh, as a freshman, or at least he's just not very uh, effective. So... Could it also be because of potential coaching staff issues? Does Chip not necessarily like the way this team's constructed right now? Does he not think they have a future? I think it's at least a question that you have to ask, right? If if players internally don't see this team going anywhere, especially after the last year or two, and that was going to be their year, I, I think that's at least a bit of a red flag. So and until I'm proven wrong, I think that's going to be my opinion, is this ASU team is going to, to be a little bit worse over the next couple seasons than what they have been. But losing Chip Traynham hurts, no doubt. Did he get a ton of the work down the stretch? No. Was he essentially 1A, 1B starters with uh, Rashad White going into the season? Absolutely he was. Uh, due to the injury in uh, the, the very first game of the season, Rashad White got a lot of run and was very effective for this team. It, it's not so much that um, Chip Traynham lost the starting job, per se. It's just that Rashad White was just so good that you couldn't afford to, to take him off the field for the most part. So. We'll, we'll see what happens with Chip Traynham. Again, I think there is a chance he comes back. Just because a player enters the transfer portal does not mean that they have to leave. 
Um, he's got to find a situation where he likes the coaching staff. He thinks he's got a shot to be able to develop to go into the NFL, uh, potentially have a chance to win in college uh, and have a, a big workload, maybe more than what he had uh, this season. I think like the last four games, that he, as an example, he probably had less than 20 total carries. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens with uh, chip training. But if this is more of a sign of like, players do not believe in this team anymore. That's not going to be very comforting regardless of any recruits they have coming in or anybody they have on this roster. I've already seen some people's opinions out there on chip training saying like almost good riddance. He had three fumbles in a four game stretch. That's just not, that's not who I believe chip training is. If, if you think that this is not going to be a big blow to this team, I think you're absolutely wrong. If you had a Rashad white coming back to be able to, to, kind of spell that and had Daniel Nagata backfilling Chip Trainum's role, I think you could definitely outlive him moving teams, but you're going to need another, um, essentially another duo atop your your roster for this upcoming season because going into this this year, everyone kind of knew that the run game was going to be the strength of this team. So that, that being different going into the 2022 season, you don't have potential complementary backs like you had this year. Rashad White could absolutely run in between tackles, but clearly excelled in the passing game. Chip at like 5'11", 220, was definitely an in-between-the-tackles kind of runner, and you're going to miss that. My question also is, is what happens to the offense of this team? If they are running with Daniel Nagata and Tevin White, could they be a stud combo? Sure. Sure they could. But if they're not going to be as good as what Rashad White and what positive Chip training brought to this offense in 2021... What does that do for this team? Do they have to pass the ball a little bit more because the run game is not as good? We've kind of talked all season long about how the the passing game really wasn't the strength of this team by any means at all. Maybe that was due to to lack of personnel for receivers for Jaden Daniels, but maybe that was more due to Jaden Daniels itself. But you're entering the 22 season with more question marks than you did entering this last year. Um, So could they potentially look to move the ball a little bit more through the air instead of Jaden Daniels? Averaging like 15, 16, 17 pass attempts a game. Could that be up to low to mid-20s? Maybe. Uh, They've already relied quite a bit on Jaden Daniels' legs throughout the season. Uh, Definitely felt like I saw that improve, as I had mentioned on yesterday's podcast. But I'm not sure Jaden Daniels would be able to hold up running 10 times each and every game. They need to be able to run the ball with other running backs. And you don't just want to do it just because you have to. You want to be able to do it and be effective with it. So only time will tell. We'll, We'll see what happens if... And when Chip Chainham does leave this team through the transfer portal, we'll definitely be talking about that on the podcast. Uh, once we start hearing more things about Ted and White or how this team's going to stack up um, and shake out as far as the depth chart goes, it's not going to be until closer to when the next season starts. But Chip Chainham leaving this season, uh, or this upcoming season, is definitely going to be a big loss. Stay with us for our third and final segment. We're going to be talking about potentially Spencer Rattler entering the transfer portal. What does that mean for this ASU team? And could they be a potential landing spot for him? You're listening to the Locked on Sunnables podcast. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes. The power of free unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all that brain power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. 
More power to save Boost Mobile. That free phone is limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere and for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for more details. BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available to the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back to the third and final segment of a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Sentinels podcast. We had talked earlier in the podcast about uh, Spencer Rattler now entering the transfer portal, potentially leaving ASU as an option. I think, especially with all the news breaking down right now, Spencer Rattler is leaving Oklahoma. Also leaving Oklahoma is Coach Lincoln Riley. We're going to talk about him later, uh, a little bit later on throughout this week. But Lincoln Riley is headed to USC to be their new head coach. I think the layup opinion is is that potentially Rattler follows um, Lincoln Riley over to USC. With Keaton Slovis uh, entering the NFL draft and they have freshman Jackson Dart, could that happen? Sure. But considering Lincoln Riley was the one that benched him, I'm not sure I see that happening. It's it's a prestigious school. It's playing out in the West Coast in California. It's not so much if I'm Rattler, I would just absolutely hate that. But I'm not sure following him to USC is very likely. Now, I'm not saying that going to uh, uh, ASU is necessarily going to be the, the most likely option either. But think about the storyline for Rattler. He was coming into the season with a quarterback class with maybe not so much a number one option at the top. Some talented players for sure. But as the season's played, there really isn't a, a number one, Trevor Lawrence, as an example, type of quarterback that absolutely has to go number one overall. Now, if he were to enter the NFL draft, I don't think there's a chance. Maybe there's a chance he just doesn't get drafted, period. But from potentially being the number one overall pick to being a much later round pick, I mean, his stock has fallen a ton, a ton. And that doesn't happen by accident. I'm not saying if we get Spencer Rattler, that just makes ASU absolutely relevant. And for that to happen, it's going to take a while because if Spencer Rattler transfers, he's going to have to sit out a year. And then he would be playing what would be his fifth season, essentially, of college football, or at least he will have been in college for five years. So he's going to be older. He's going to be missing time. But Spencer Rattler has to make the right move for his career in order to increase his draft stock. Now we can get into the opinion of would we like to see it? If Richie were here, I would like to say that, yes, he would like to see it as well. But it's it's almost... If we're going with Jaden Daniels, he's going to be here for a senior season. I, I don't think there's any way we can get out of that. He he is what he is. But then we'd be moving on to Spencer Rattler. Does he offer more upside than Jaden? I think so. It, it's certainly not on the ground. Jaden Daniels has just short of tw- uh, 1,250 rushing yards on the ground compared to Rattler where he's got uh, probably like maybe, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's 260 rushing yards on the ground. So not the same athlete on the ground, even though Rattler has played less games, um, can pick up some yards with his legs, definitely not his strength. Now through the air, uh, Jaden has played more games than Rattler. Um, 
Jaden only got to play in four games last year due to the COVID season compared to Rattler who got to play in 11. Rattler also got benched, which has not happened to Jaden Daniels. So uh, Jaden has more passing yards, uh, touchdowns, uh, and interceptions thrown throughout his career, but uh, again, has more opportunities for all those stats. Uh, but the biggest thing to me is, is Rattler's just a little bit more of a baller, man. If I feel like I need to go win a game and I need to rely on somebody's arm, I much prefer to get the ball to Rattler than I do to Jaden Daniels. Uh, Jaden has been fine, uh, averaging 8.4 yards per attempt in his career, compared to Spencer Rattler, who's averaging uh, essentially 8.9. So not not a huge, huge difference, but uh, considering you're giving Rattler a little bit more, uh, or I should say a lot more volume throughout um, throughout his games, his offensive stats uh, on paper should look better, right? But in my opinion, if you have more passing opportunities, yes, you have more yards, touchdowns, anything like that. But it also leaves more opportunities to turn the ball over, to make mistakes. While Rattler has not been mistake-free, um, I think his efficiency passing for almost nine yards an attempt with more passing volume than Jaden, um, I think is more true than some of Jaden's passing statistics. So Jaden Daniels, again, has to be here for the next season. If we had Spencer Rattler on the bench, I think that would at least be exciting, right, for an ASU team that may not have a ton to look forward to this upcoming season. But there's a lot of people, especially if people in Arizona, the, the big thing about Rattler is he's from Arizona. He played high school ball here. Does that mean he has to play here? No, of course not. We want the best player at the quarterback position. It's as easy as that. Does that mean that there's people out there that wouldn't like to see Spencer Rattler play because he's a homegrown product? I think there would be. I think he's just more exciting than Jaden. He's a bigger name for sure. Uh, Jaden has never really been named or mentioned it with a uh, uh, and kind of in the same conversation of the first overall pick compared to Rattler. Uh, both Rattler and Jaden seem to, to regress this season. I, I think that might even be an understatement. Neither of them took a step forward. Both of them hurt their draft stocks going into uh, 2022 and beyond. So can Rattler come to the Sun Devils team and give us a little bit more of a spark on offense? Yes. But I think there's a lot of question marks that have to be had or have to be answered, I should say. For Spencer, if he's going to choose to go anywhere, to me, this is probably the biggest hurdle of anything. If he has to sit out for a year, so Jaden Daniels playing for one more season and then potentially going to the NFL, that's not going to be the big issue. My issue, if I'm Spencer Rattler, is what is the direction of the football team? If I'm seeing talented players like Chip Trainum, like we had talked about in the first segment, lead this football team, why would I want to go there? Right? Like, well, what's the incentive for me? It's not like they have this great supporting cast that I can just throw bombs to. Uh, Oklahoma has had better weapons uh, throughout recent memory, even with guys like Nikhil Harry in college, uh, uh, Brandon Ayuk and Frank Darby all playing at ASU. Oklahoma has still had more talented players uh, to the likes of like Hollywood Brown, uh, Stevie Lamb, who Spencer Rattler might not have even gotten to play with any of those guys. Uh, maybe Stevie. Um, definitely not Hollywood, but either way, if I'm Spencer, not knowing the future of this team, Herm Edwards, yes, is coming back to be the head coach of this year, but if he has another poor season, is he going to come back for the 2023 season when I'm actually playing quarterback? Because at that point he has no control over who the next coach brought in is versus any other school that he goes to. He at least gets to choose that. Potentially he's choosing somebody not on the hot seat. So he at least has some stability coming into the 2023 season. Uh, again, we don't have a lot of great weapons to throw to. Could they get some guys in here in the next year or two? Absolutely, they could. But without some sort of promise or at least uh, a group of freshmen playing right now going on to the sophomore season that I like, 
there's a lot more question marks and answers for this ASU team. So if I'm Spencer Rattler, ASU's probably not going to be one of my top schools. Could they make a, a pitch for him? I'm sure they can. Herm Edwards can sweet talk anybody into almost anything. So I, I think we'll hear a little bit more about this. I'm curious if we ever hear ASU try to make a play for uh, for Spencer Rattler. I'm sure they'll at least kind of do their due diligence on it. But as of right now, if I'm an ASU fan, I'd be lowering my expectations on Rattler playing here uh, beyond the 2022 season. So with that, thank you so much for listening to a Tuesday edition of the Lockdown Sun Devils podcast. Uh, again, follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Cedrios. You can find Richie Bradshaw at Richie Brads with a Z36. We also have our Twitter page for the Lockdown Sun Devils. That's at LO underscore Sun Devils. We have content that comes out Monday through Friday. So you can find all of our podcasts through the Odyssey app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or the, the Spotify app as well, or wherever else you get your podcasts. So thank you so much for making Lockdown Sun Devils your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms.